Hello, mighty people of the Most High Magnificent God. This is Heather Miller, and I've come to bring you a word today straight out of the Word of God, and I hope that your heart is blessed. I hope that you are staying warm in the middle of this storm. Winter weather has hit the United States like we have never seen in many, many years. I'm shouting out to you from Texas, and we are in the middle of a lot of news and uh, news stories about power outages and I'm here to report the goodness of God and how he has kept me and my family in the midst of turmoil which is what I preach on this podcast all the time I tell you that God is going to keep a people it doesn't matter what's going on I don't care if it's just a little winter storm or if it's a big giant thing God is going to keep his hand on his people to demonstrate to the world that he's with the people hallelujah you know uh woke up uh Monday morning and I was burr cold. It was 50 degrees in the house and I heard the electricity going on and off all night long. But uh, I woke up and I was like, man, it's cold. And, and you know, I came downstairs. This is my personal testimony right now. I came downstairs and I realized everything was off and I thought, oh man, I can't even get a cup of coffee. And you know, I'm going to tell you something. As soon as my feet hit that, that last step, the lights came on. I was like, oh, this is wonderful. I, I got me a cup of coffee. And as soon as I went upstairs with my cup of coffee to sit on my bed, the lights went off again. And I just laughed. You know, I thought that's a coincidence. But you know, I don't think it is. God does all kinds of little bitty things. People out there listening that are legalistic and that aren't intimate with God in an intimate way, they think these kind of things sound silly. Well, let me tell you another testimony. Um... My lights came back on, went off after that, and then they came back on again, and they stayed on, and they've been on ever since. And you know, I thought, oh, College Station must really have their act together with their power grid, and so thank God for that, but I come to find out that that's not true, that there are pockets of people all around me, even in my own uh, townhome community in which I live, that are out of power. But here I am in my little protective God bubble. He's got me in mind. Matter of fact, the house got so hot last night, I had to actually turn the heater on, turn on the fan in my bedroom. That's how good God is. And I'm not bragging, saying I'm special. All I'm saying is that when God says he's going to keep you through everything, he means everything, even all the little details. There's nothing that God cannot do. And you know... Sometimes God is keeping his hand on us. We don't even realize. We're like, we're like I like to say that um, I feel like Mrs. Magoo. You know, there was a cartoon character called Mr. Magoo. And everywhere he went, it was a little old man. Everywhere he went in the world, there was always something happening all around him. All this <laughs> danger and, and all kinds of things. You might see him walking down the sidewalk and all of a sudden he'd be walking on a steel beam and he'd be, you know, four or five stories in the air. And then he, but he never knew what was going on all around him all that time. Well, many times we are that way as believers. Um, and so I just want to praise God for that. Matter of fact, um, the road that is next to me here, my complex, they're out of power. I have power though. I mean, God is good. He is good to keep us. You need to remember that in this last hour. This is just a little winter storm. It's all going to thaw out Saturday. But um, 
uh, God is going to keep you in the future. In the midst of all kinds of turmoil. That you are going to have peace. That you are going to, it is going to be well with thee. Because you were serving God when nobody else wanted to serve God. You were serving God. It didn't take his judgment coming down and slapping you on the head to get you to serve him. You served him because you loved him. God is going to reward you for that in the future. He's going to keep his hand on you. Thank you, Lord. Because a good daddy keeps... A good daddy takes care of his children. Everybody knows that in the natural realm, a a father that doesn't take care of his children is not considered a good father. It's considered a, they call it a deadbeat father. Well, let me tell you something. God is not a deadbeat father today. And I felt led to go there and share that testimony with you. I hope that encourages your heart. Uh, The grocery stores here in my town are literally completely empty. Uh, we want for nothing in this house. Our, our freezer is full. Our refrigerator is full. Our pantry is full. God is just good in all ways. Okay? Know that. Um, he's going to keep his hand on you in the midst of turmoil. But that's not what I wanted to talk to you about. That was just my testimony of my current situation. Um, but the Lord put on my heart how fleshly things can destroy all kind emotionalism can destroy your life and i'm going to go there i'm going to start in galatians today and probably pop back over to romans 8 so i'm going to be talking out of galatians 5 okay and the what inspired this word in me was frankly the winter storm and watching the grocery stores empty out um Watching people panic and go, just like they did during the quarantine, they run down to the grocery store and they start hoarding up all the food because they're terrified. They're, they're operating in fear, not in faith. So those of us who do have faith that just need a carton of eggs, a jug of milk, I just wanted some potatoes. How many of you know an Irish girl got to have potatoes? Okay. Um, my goodness, uh, uh, the whole, my, my people came over here from Ireland because there weren't any potatoes left in Ireland. I mean, an Irish girl got to have some potatoes sometime. And I went to one store after another. Everything was emptied out because people went crazy because of a storm that's going to be gone on Saturday. Everything's going to melt. Do you see how fear just gets into people? They're just terrified. They think in the in the in the the now they think in the the, this moment they don't even some that's what fear will do to you fear will get you running from nothing okay fear will make you do things that you would not have normally done had you not been afraid fear will make you make bad decisions fear will make you lose people that you love in your life because you're afraid of losing them how many of you have ever seen that Fear will cause you to say things that you would not have normally said had you not been afraid. Fear causes a negative reaction. God does not want you to be that way. That's why Satan loves fear. Matter of fact, right now in the world, Satan is using fear every single day to drive the sheep. To drive them. Okay? And to, to, to cause them to do things in, in, in a, as a spur-of-the-moment reaction. Okay? And he, he loves it. 
Fear is one of his greatest tools of manipulation. That's why God specifically told the people that went in to to take the promised land, Do not be afraid, neither be dismayed, for I am with you. You don't have to be afraid. Dismayed is a whole other thing. Dismayed is like shock and awe. Okay? When the, when the military goes in uh, into another country and, and bombs it, uh, one country goes to another and bombs them, uh, they, they call it shock and awe because they put the people, they put them in shock so that they're not able to think straight. Okay? Because a panic is like panic just seizes you. That's what being dismayed is. It's being like um, uh, overwhelmed with, 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 um, an awesome event. It'd be like seeing a big bomb go off. You're, you're dismayed. He says, neither be afraid or dismayed. Okay. God doesn't want that for you. We've got to get this fear out of us. We've got to walk in the power of God. And when you've got to, when you're walking in the power of God, you're going to speak power out of your mouth. Mouth, your feet, your mouth is going to, going to, going to speak words that are going to form your world around you. That's why it's important that no matter what you see, you speak the word of God. You say, I want to hear the report of the Lord. When someone comes to you with something that's happening, when someone comes to you with what the devil is doing, when someone comes to you and says, oh, you know, here's the diagnosis. Here is what the judge is saying. Here is what whatever is going on for the moment. You say, but I want to hear the report of the Lord. Okay? Those of you who walk in righteousness, when you're walking in the righteousness of God and... uh Get rid of the spiritual low self-esteem, for goodness sakes. I need to go there for a second. Get rid of the spiritual low self-esteem. God's not expecting your flesh to be perfect in order to receive the reward that's in the Spirit for you. Walk in the Spirit. To walk in intimacy with Christ Jesus and to love Him and to know Him is to be walking in the righteousness of Christ. Because you weren't righteous to begin with, so you can forget about your own righteousness. When God sees you, He sees you, sees you through the blood veil that is Jesus Christ's blood. He sees you as a whitewashed bride. So now you can go boldly, man and woman of God, before the throne of the Father to make your petitions known. He wants to, he wants to bless you. Okay, even every person in this Bible... They did not uh, go out on these great endeavors and, and do all these things and exploits without first going to God to ask Him to approve of it or bless their efforts, okay? He desires to do that for you. Do you believe that? Some of you might need to go back and listen to that again. He does desire to do that for you, okay? You are His beloved, you are his child. He puts a great, uh, a, a, he puts a lot of, of love and effort in, in keeping you, even when you don't even realize it. Okay, so your spiritual self-esteem needs to be built up for somebody out there. Um, but I wanted to talk about what the Lord put on my heart was how all these fleshly things can destroy your life. Okay, and they destroy you and keep you from things that God had for your life. 
or has for your life, yet people allow these fleshly things, the enemy is the enemy, to come in and, and take it and ruin it and cause, um, cause people to lose what God wants to give them. What a shame is that? I don't want to lose anything that God wants to give me. We all do from time to time. Okay, we go through this life fighting, we, fighting in a good way, that is. You know, we go through this life trying to be the best that we can be, trying to, to win all the battles, you know. But truth is, you, 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 you do lose some battles sometimes, but you overcome even that in Christ Jesus. But, but you win the war, okay? That's what's important. That By the time you get back to, to the Father, and I said back to the Father, I'm not going there right now, but... Uh, the word says that he knew you before you were placed in your mother's belly. He said that to Jeremiah. But when we get back to our father, I want to feel like I brought a, a Goliath's head to him on a silver platter. I want to be able to say, look, I overcame by the blood of the lamb and the word of my testimony. I want to be able to say, I valued what you did for me on the cross enough to put it into action okay yeah so hear that word and I'm gonna start I'm gonna start with chapter 5 verse 14 I'm gonna read a little bit if you want to follow along with me that's fine or just listen in your car for all the law is fulfilled in one word even in this thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself are you hearing that all the law is fulfilled there were 613 levitical laws and if you put one shrimp in your mouth you broke all the law ain't nobody can keep that law people still trying to keep the law today uh all kinds of stuff always shaming each other for every little thing i'm telling you you know hear that word because that's the whole law right there. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Um, that's what God is going to be judging us on. He's going to be weighing us in for our fruit. Not our works. He, he said that over and over again. Okay. Really is where your heart is. But if you bite and devour one another. Take heed that you be not consumed of one another. This I say. Walk in the spirit. And you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh in other words you ever have somebody bite your head off the word is saying here take heed that you're not consumed one of another don't don't devour each other and those things are going to happen sometime that's where grace and forgiveness comes in sometimes people are going to say things to you it's going to cut it's going to cut you deep but you're going to have to go back you're going to have to reconcile that the best way that you can hopefully with that person and you're gonna to have to forgive them because God tells you that you have to forgive. Okay? You have to forgive. There's there's no other option. He forgave us for our sins. We must forgive each other. And he's saying, walk in the spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusteth against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh, and these are contrary the one to the other so that you cannot do the things that you would do, okay? But if you be led of the Spirit, you are not under the law, okay? Let me read that again. But if you be led of the Spirit, you are not under the law, 
Now, the works of the flesh are manifest. See, that's the problem. A lot of people, they don't know how to be led by the Spirit. They don't understand. That's why I'm always talking about hearing from God. That's it. Every person has it in them, the ability to hear from God. Oftentimes, people need to be taught that they are hearing from God. I have talked to so many people uh, in, in just daily ministry to people, and, and they tell me these stories and I'm like oh wow that was God speaking to you and uh it takes a while to get them to understand really become aware of that consciously they'll they'll blow it off going yeah 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 that was God and and it's almost like I have to go back and say it to them again for the first time do you know it's like I have to reword it or something say do you realize that the creator of all things living and not living spoke to you (laughs) that's a big deal you know i'll never forget when i first learned that as a young lady in my late 20s that i actually had a lady that the lord sent to me she was a very powerful woman of god she was an older woman and she began to mentor me and she just kind of took me up under her wing and i began to tell her some of my stories in life and and she said oh honey she said that was the holy ghost talking to you and i remember saying to her you think that was the Holy Spirit? And she just laughed at me. She just laughed. She said, yes, honey, that was the Holy Spirit talking to you. And I, I remember telling her, I said, well, I thought that was an angel or something. I didn't, you know, she just laughed at me, but she trained me up. She taught me. Uh, God sent her to me to do that, to teach me that, yes, sweetheart, you do hear from the Lord. There's a lot of you out there today that's going to be listening to this podcast that that I, my homework assignment to you is Go back over some of the stories of your life and sort through them and let God show you where he was in your life. And and you need to know that you're precious to God. He wouldn't have done that for just every person, okay? He would if they would they would they would love him, but but he, you're a special person. It's an honor, okay? For God to talk to you. It is an honor for God to communicate with you. Value that. And and acknowledge to him that he was speaking to you. And thank him for it. I want to tell you something. It's going to do great great wonders for your relationship with him. Because it's a whole new level when you come into the conscious awareness that God is talking to you. And then you begin to hear from him regularly. It's very important. And that's how you walk in the spirit. It's the only way to walk in the spirit. Okay, God will guide you to his written word and speak to you in the spirit, show you what it means. That's the only way to read this word right here. So moving on, I ain't even got going yet, y'all. Y'all just hang on. Um, Then he goes in to say, now the works of the flesh are manifest. Now these are the works of the flesh. And you've all heard them before, but let's hear them again for the first time. Sometimes you get something... You think, oh, I've heard that many times. But you need to think about it again. Because God's word is multi-layered. Listen. Which are these? Here they are. Adultery. We we know that. That's common sense. Fornication. That's common sense right there. Uncleanness. Lasciviousness. Idolatry. Okay? We all know what idolatry is. Sometimes we there's all kinds of things you can make an idol out of. Okay? Money's one of them. Uh, people's one of them. I could just go on and on and on. Idolatry. You see it in America with some of the things that we've made idols out of, including politicians, sports heroes, movie stars. You could just go on and on. Pastors. Okay, idolatry. Witchcraft. 
Each one of these needs a whole study on its own, and I don't have time to do that, but I'm trying to get to the good stuff. Hatred, variance, what's variance? Being at odds with someone, okay, always at odds. You ever meet people like that, that they're always at odds. If, if no matter what happened, they're going to say something opposite, okay? That's a, I don't know what that is. It's kind of like a rebellious spirit. They can't ever agree with anyone. Variance. And, and the word says it's a work of the flesh. Just constantly. You know? Hear this. Emulations. Wrath. Okay? That's a work of the flesh. How many of you have been like that? I'm going to tell you something. I ain't going to lie. I think most of these here, I've done it myself. Because You know why? Because I'm a human being, but I had to grow past that. That's, that's one thing about God is He doesn't expect you to do all your growing in one week. It takes years of growing and walking with God. And we need to be patient and love those who haven't quite got there yet. But these have ruined your life. Listen. Uh, emulation, strife. Strife. Okay, strife is where you're going to... You're going to have all kinds of... Um, energy struggling and straining and putting all kinds of energy towards a fight that's pointless that has no fruit there's no goodness that comes out of it now mind you sometimes fighting it gets some things done no I don't believe in just I'm not a pacifist trust me I'll fight for what I believe in in every way but here's the thing here. I'm not kind of, I've learned this the hard way. This is something I've learned the hard way is I'm not going to put my energy towards something that's, that's, that doesn't deserve my energy. It's not worthy of my effort. It's not worthy of my, my strength. I'm not going to waste my strength. Strength is precious and it's a commodity in us. In each and every one of us. And each and every one of us are given only so much of it. Some of us have more. Some of us have less. But it's important that you don't waste it on the wrong thing. Okay? So don't strive. Because uh, whether it's strife as far as like fighting with a person or fighting with a situation. Okay? You need to have some, uh, God wants to give you wisdom today to understand the places in your life where you are striving that doesn't deserve your energy, okay? And he wants you to put your energy and your strength to, towards what is worth striving, what is worth fighting for rather than not striving for, okay? Seditions, heresies, envyings murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like, of the which I tell you before, as I have told you in times past, that they that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Okay, I'm going to read the rest of this, and this is where it gets to the fruit, and I'm not going to expand too much on the fruit. I'm going to pop over to Romans 8, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, that's self-control, against there is no such law. And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lusts. Here he goes again. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not be desirous of vain glory, provoking one another and envying one another. I love that. That's um, <clears throat> the prophet Paul. 
Apostle Paul, I call him Prophet Paul. Um, simple wisdom that's easily entreated and understandable. And I love that. You ever notice that about the Holy Spirit? When the Holy Spirit gives a word to us um, through each other, it's not this weird, sensual, earthly wisdom word that has to be like decoded and all this weirdness, you know, like some monk sitting up on a mountain in Tibet, you know, where you have to wonder at some kind of mysterious sayings. It, it, it's just straight up simple. He does not mince words. That's what I love about God. God, God is straightforward. He makes, he wants to make it plain for you so that you are successful in your walk. But if you ever notice the way the enemy communicates, it's always sensual. It gets your emotions all uh, churned up. And, and that's another thing I wanted to speak on before I continue. Um, Romans chapter 8. Um, I love this. Um, it talks about the difference between flesh and spirit and so forth and so on. Something the Lord put on my heart is... Um, and this is a little bit longer than I'm used to this podcast so far, but I need to, to, to do this. Emotions can be deadly. Emotions, if you don't get a hold of your emotions, they can wreck your life. Okay? Your mouth can get away from you and you can destroy so much with your mouth by speaking over your situation and cursing your own situation. I have learned this the hard way. I have learned over the years of my life that when things are not quite going the way I want them to, not to agree with the devil because the devil is standing right there with you. He wants you to open your mouth and, and audibly agree with him. He wants you to say, oh, you know, I'm going to lose whatever. I'm going to whatever. He wants you to say it. He, if he can get you to say it and agree with it, he has the legal right to do it. Because everything that the enemy does is legalistic. Have you noticed that? Even in this world, he's supposed to be the God of this world. Well, how does he control the world? He does it with legalism in every way. Not only in religious order, he does it in government in every way, even in the spirit realm, it's always legalistic. But when you step outside and you walk in the spirit, he can't touch you there. That's where I'm going with this. God wants you to know he cannot touch you when you walk in the spirit. The word just told us that you walk in the spirit. You're not in the law. Once you get out from under the Satan's law, he can't touch you. That's why he, he wants to keep you bound up under a legalism so that he can keep you cursed, keep you down, keep you from making the mark, keep you from getting whatever, getting to that place what God has for you. Don't let him win. Walk in the spirit, my love. Walk in the spirit with God and the enemy cannot touch you. Hallelujah. If you don't say amen, I will. My goodness, it's a good word today. And so, I'm going to read just a little bit more. And then I'm going to probably um, close it up. But I wanted to read. Um, this is one of my favorite scriptures. Boy, I got all cranked up there. I think I lost my breath a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. 
<laughs> now hear this. Okay. Number 14, chapter 8. I love chapter 8 of Romans. It's one of my favorite chapters in the Bible. I highly recommend that you read it. And then after you read it, read it again. It is wonderful. But I'm going to read verse 14. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Um, and what does this mean? For you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption whereby we cry, Abba, Father. Isn't that wonderful? You are not in bondage. When you walk in the spirit, you are not in bondage. You are free. And when it says sons of God, it's talking about mankind. That includes women too. Some people would be so dumb, they'd actually think that was a male-female thing. No, it's not a male-female thing. When he says sons of God, he's referring to all of the children of mankind. mankind. Okay? And I'm going to tell you something. You are not in bondage because you have received the spirit of adoption whereby we cry, Abba, Father. Uh, Abba, Father. And because you have come up under the blood covering, that blood veil of Jesus Christ. And when, when God the Father looks at you, He's proud of you. You don't hear very many people say like that anymore. You don't hear people say that. Um, they don't understand that I feel the Holy Spirit on this. That when God looks at you, he, you make His heart smile. He loves you. He loves you so much that he sent his only son, the only begotten son he had, to die for you. That's how much he loves you. So when he looks at you, he looks at you fondly. And he loves you so much. And Satan wants to keep you from that knowledge that God loves you that much, that your father God loves you that much he wants to keep you from that knowledge he wants to always make you feel estranged from your father god well today it's time for that to stop somebody out there listening to this podcast is going to hear this and i want you to know that today is the day for you today is the day for you to surrender today is the day for you to turn away from all of your sins and you know what those are You don't need anybody to tell you what your sins are. And today is the day for heaven to rejoice and for you to come in to the kingdom of God. God's been, uh, God's been waiting on you for a while. Okay. And I ask that you would, uh, go off into your quiet place and I, and do it this way. I'm not going to lead you at a sinner's prayer today on this podcast. Uh, you're going to do your own sinner's prayer and go find your quiet place, whether it's a park bench or in your car or in your bedroom or in the bathroom. I don't know where your quiet place is. Go to that place and have a discussion with God and just simply tell him that you, uh, you want to serve him. Tell him that you repent for anything that's offended him and that you want to walk righteously with him and that you ask that he keep his hand on your life. And walk with you and 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 God will be with you that's as simple as that salvation has been made very very complicated in some of these places it's truly about just having that love and uh, intimacy with God through his son Jesus Christ I hope that you were blessed by this today I hope that 
administered to you. And don't forget that God's going to keep you no matter what. Sometimes he'll keep you in the midst of some of the silliest, most temporary things just to make a point. I feel like he did that with me during this winter storm. Some of you out there listening also, he's kept you too. You can see how everything has just synced up perfectly and how he's kept you. I pray that uh, you always remember how precious you are to God. And remember to walk in the power of God and that you have power over all the principalities of hell and that you tread on serpents and scorpions in the name of Jesus Christ and that nothing can touch you when you walk in the Holy Spirit and that you walk outside and above that wicked law that wants to ensnare you. No matter how cold it is out there or how bad the roads get or how empty the grocery stores are, you have yourself a lovely day.